Welcome to River Church in Tuscaloosa. We're so glad you're tuned in this evening. We're going to we're going to find out what the Word says about our life. Everything, every question, every problem, every situation that you have, that you are, or that you will face, it's in the Word of God. There's always a way to win. So we want, we want to put this in before we have trouble. How wonderful is that? It's kind of like a vaccination. Put it in before the stuff comes around, and you never even knew what you missed. So turn with me, if you would, in your Bible to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. Yay. Luke chapter 6. I want to shout out to Grace Life International in Monrovia. We're so proud of y'all. Get that church put together. Put that home put together. Hallelujah. In chapter 6 of Luke, and we are talking about how to guarantee your success in life. Now, that's a big bite, y'all. For anybody just to categorically say that, it's, it's got to be something that's life-changing. And it is. Chapter 6, look in verse 40, uh, 47. Wherefore I say unto thee... Well, that's not it. It's chapter 6. I'm sorry. Verse, verse 47 in chapter 6. It'll come out a lot better with that. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings... And doeth them, and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. So here's a major, major expose uh, uh, that he's going to bring. And he says, he is like a man which build a house. So they can all relate to that. I can relate to that. He is like a man which built a house and digged deep and laid the foundation on a rock. Now... How many of y'all know this isn't Construction 101 that Jesus is leading here? He's, he's talking to all of us. And he's telling us in this parable uh, something that we can absolutely relate to. Well, yeah, we, we see that. If you build your house on the rock, it's different than if you build it on the sand. It won't show up today, tomorrow, or the next day. But eventually, eventually, because the, word, the Lord Jesus said in John 16, in the world you'll have tribulation. So eventually, there's going to be a flood come. And... Uh, I'd move out of Louisiana if it was me, but uh, <laughs> my mother thinks I ought to move out of Alabama because there's chiggers, so how about that? <laughs> Everybody's got their thing. Uh, so here, here's, here's the kingdom. He's telling us in verse 47, uh, whoever should come unto me. So he's talking about the kingdom. And so he's talking about the kingdom, and he's going to tell us, oh, a, a little detail that scholars and theologians have missed. It's a little hidden nugget that uh, it's so fine and so uh, insipid that you, you would never notice it. No, 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 it's not that at all. It's not the details. It's not the minutia. It's not the, the, the unseen that we're trying to gig around. You absolutely, when you're finding your way, the Lord will start talking to you about little things. But the kingdom, he's saying it's written on the wall. Everybody can see it and everybody can walk in it. So uh, I put down this, I wrote down this, because I'm a big foundations guy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm principle-driven, and that's just how I am. I got that from Dr. Cole. Uh, I wrote down consistent, it is consistent mastery over your foundation that guarantees success. 
consistent mastery over the foundation. Now, Pam and I were talking, and, and you, we've all talked about it. It's, sometimes it's hard to have follow-through. And we get involved in the details and get involved in uh, what we could do. And there's always more that we could do. Y'all know there's always more you could do. You could pray longer. You could have read the word longer. You, we could have been kinder. We could, we, could, we could have left the room sooner. Or all those things. Uh, verse 48, Nanak said, Who dug, dug deep. Who dug, dug deep. The Rotherham says, Who digged and deepened and laid a foundation on the rock. So it's, you can't even get to the house. You can't even get to the house part. You know, mama's coming out there saying, when are we going to get to something I can put a kettle on? When are we going to have something I can throw a rug on? You're out there digging, digging, digging. And it doesn't look like a house. It looks like a hole. The Passion says, a man who chooses the right place to build a house. Now, I didn't see that in any other translation. Who chooses the right place to build a house. That speaks to a lot of things. And then lays a deep and secure foundation. So we're talking about character here. Character is the basis of your life. It's not your doctrine. It's not your race. It's not your locale. It's not your education. It's your character. Because if you don't have character, you'll miss everything that's right and good. And you'll embrace the silly, frilly things that uh, lead you down a... Uh, a bad path. The King James says it going on in verse 48. And when the flood rose, the stream beat vehemently. If you look that word up, it means it was a tough rain. <laughs> it was one of them all days and all nights. It, the stream beat vehemently upon that house and could not shake it. Now that's what we do when we find out from James Spann that there's a squall line coming through Mississippi. We point over to Columbus first and we get them covered because they're first in line. And then we start, we start pleading the blood on our own lives and we begin to declare things because the stream is attempting to be, be vehemently against our home and everything else. And I, I tell you, I told my neighbor, I told you all this, I told my neighbor, you'll never have trouble unless you move off or unless I move off. <laughs> so it's, it's the truth and, and what Garland was saying. That's, so blessed that, that that man was so blessed that he could come in. And so it, uh, it goes on, it says uh, in the uh, New Century, TCNT, I forget now, but it says, When the flood came, the river swept down upon that house, but had no power to take it. Well, there was a secret formula. There was a secret thing in, the, in Isaiah and over in Hezekiah that we, we dug and found and it was in the pyramids and we got this secret mystery and everything. No, we just were doers of the word that we heard. Period. It's always hidden in the simple and the obvious. The, uh, the good speed in verse 49, I, I went, to, excuse me, verse 49 in the King James says, but he that heareth and doeth not. We've all been guilty of that, haven't we? Because we've heard enough word to, to be walk on the water. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built a house upon the earth against which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. So why do people have wrecks? Why, why do people, not car wrecks, but just wrecks in their life? is because 
if you try to engage them in a conversation, they can debate you all day long about how many sisters that Eve, that uh, Cain had, and that, you know, they, 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 they want to talk about all that stuff. We need to just know the basics and know it well. The good speed in verse 49 says, and the wreck of that house was complete. He's not talking about houses, is he? He's talking about people. So, here's the bottom line. You know this, but we'll just say it because it's good to hear it. If your parents didn't put a foundation in you, if they didn't teach you about character, if they didn't say, if your daddy didn't say, son, if you give your word, you got to keep it. If you shake the man's hand, you've done it, you're in. It's a contract that's more binding. If, if, you know, if, that's character. That's when they put things in you to say to you, do right. Debbie's mother told her, said, uh, don't ever date a Catholic because you'll fall in love with him. Now, we're not against Catholics, but if you don't want to marry a Catholic, don't date one. Well, that's character. That's just, that's just wisdom that you wouldn't know on your own. Um, it's a pattern. So if your parents didn't teach you or your Sunday school class didn't teach you or you didn't get it in school, that would probably be a Christian school. Or if you didn't get it in Sunday school or if you didn't get it in church. You know, you can go to a lot of church services and not get any character lessons. They'll just talk about David and Goliath. They'll talk about Samson. They'll talk, they'll talk about it, the Red Sea. They'll talk about all these stories. And that's not what we need. We need character in Sunday school. We need character in church. That's where we all struggle and that's where we win. The details, we can look them up or we can call someone and say, how do you do this? But character will determine whether we'll embrace that or not or walk away from it. And I've told you all some of my failures that, you know, it just bombed me from above and I was wiped out. Um, Ephesians 4.11, let's, let's turn there. We're talking about character. We're talking about laying a foundation and how important it is to hold as couples to hold us accountable to each other in that foundation. In other words, we're not going to do wrong, even though it'll make us a lot of money and it won't have to work and, and it's a deal of, of a lifetime and we got to get it. We just have to do this one little thing that's shaky. We got to hold each other accountable. It says there's plenty more where that came from. Whatever deal that was, if there's pressure, it's never from heaven. Pressure's never from heaven. Now he may have to stop, start on you the year before and start working it into you because, I mean, there's several things he's like, Lord, how come it took you so long? Yeah, how come, Michael? How come? <laughs> you started way back there. Yeah, that's how long it took to get when you needed to be at the right place that you were ready. And so that's, that's Ephesians 4.11. We're talking about character, the foundation. Verse 11 says, And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists, some pastors and teachers... For the perfecting of the saints. Now, yay for the Ten Commandments coming down the hill, and yay for... We need to know that. We need to know historically all these things. We need to know that Goliath got his head whooped, and uh, we need to know that. But a lot of that is, after you get that in, you got to move on to character and saying, here's why we do right. And he said, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry... That is character building. For adults, that's character building. If you don't ever have to touch anything or say anything to anybody or be responsible for anybody, 
you don't develop character. It's all me. Y'all know those people? It's all about me. It's all about what I'm thinking, what I need, what, what feels good to me. And it's like, God can't use you right now. He loves you, but he can't use you because it's all about you. And the kingdom is not all about us. It's about the king. Amen. So uh, that's a foundation. Equip the saints for the work of the ministry is how to lay hands on the sick. It's how to resist an offense. It's how to not lie, even when a half lie is a whole, a half truth is a whole lie. All those things, we get that from equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. And then he goes on and says, for the edifying, for the building up of the body of Christ. We're supposed to be tight. The body of Christ is supposed to be so, what I didn't bring, you bring. And what, they, what we didn't have here, they brought. And we bring everything to the table and we become immovable. They say in this flood in Louisiana, there was a whole bunch of fire ants that had built them a little raft out of their own bodies and that were floating down the river. Well, they couldn't get there by themselves, but they all got together and, and uh, went down the river. Now, I wouldn't have let them go down the river if it had been me, but uh, the Lord's working on me, y'all. <laughs> so look in verse 12. It says we're talking about perfecting. We're talking about foundations. We're talking about a, a, uh, being established. Verse 13 how long, shall we, how, how long should we be perfected till we all come in the unity of the faith? We're making progress, aren't we? I know more than I did last year. I'm doing better now. Things I wouldn't let go last year, I'm letting them go. Things I didn't embrace last year, I'm saying, yeah, buddy, I need a little dab of that. Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. That's what we're learning right now, the knowledge of the Son of God, who we are in Christ. That builds character. If you don't know you're not a worm, you won't act like anything but a worm. And you'll mess up, and you'll mess other people up. Uh, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. There is the goal right there. We're moving, and we never get to quit moving because we're going towards that perfect man. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine, by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive, but speaking the truth in love. Speaking the truth in love. Now, I'm a little bold. Are y'all bold? Are we, are I, if somebody introduces me, a lot of times if they know me, they'll say, he's a straight shooter. That's not good or bad. It's just be prepared. You know, hunker down, put your helmet on. He's a straight shooter. And, uh, but we all ought to be speaking the truth in love. How, how's anybody going to change? Uh, may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together, like those fire ants, only better, and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, literally every joining supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part. So I need you. We need each other. We can't make it alone. We can't. Two is better than one, and more is better than that. Maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Now, there's lots of scripture that talks about strife. Uh, strife, what happens when strife comes? The Bible says every evil work. So can we embrace everybody? Absolutely, because if strife to Christ come in, we know what to do with it. 
We're not the victims to somebody that just comes in and runs over us and brings their strife and their discontent, their discouragement. We deal with it. We want you to be here. We want you to grow with us. But if you can cause strife, we're going to end it because we don't want every evil work. And we really endeavor, really endeavor here, always have at River Church to uh, not let strife get a hold. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Let's see where I'm going here. Verse 23. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Do you all realize how close we came to being these people? You can go back and point in your life when you got the Holy Ghost or when someone prayed for you or some, when something turned around and you go, well, that's when I took off with Jesus, barely, but I was, I was, now I was... This is what we would be if we weren't that. You go, I wouldn't do that. You're only as good as your character. You won't turn down every price. Everybody's got their price until they don't. Who being past feeling have given themselves over into lasciviousness to work all uncleanness and greediness, but ye have not so learned Christ. <laughs> but, be, but so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. As the truth is in Jesus. So that's what we're doing. We're, we're being equipped for the work of the ministry because the truth is in Jesus. Slip over to Colossians chapter 1. You're right there. Now, this is a prayer that you can pray for people that aren't doing right. Or maybe they're doing all the right they can, but it's not enough for them. Verse 9, the Colossian prayers. For this cause we also, since the day we heard of it, do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Wow. That's, that's the back gate. You go, well, I, we just need to be a little better. We just need to be pretty good. He said here that you're filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. In other words, you're, you can't quit till you get there. Well, you can't get there until we get taken over there. That ye may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power and all patience and long serving, serving with, with uh, joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet or qualified to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness. Could we just say amen right there? who hath delivered us from darkness. I'm so glad. And hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. So the greatest need, I believe, in the body of Christ is not more healing, and that's, that's, we're desperate for that. And not more supply, we're desperate for that too. The body is poor, generally speaking. It's a we need character. And you don't have character beyond, as a Christian, you don't have character beyond the integrity of God's word in your life. If you don't embrace 
the Word, then your character is weak. That's how we're measured. It's not like where you let little old ladies cross and don't run over them in the crosswalk or whatever. It's not those things. But uh, character will wait for them, and character will do right. Character is the foundation. I said this Sunday. Found, character is the foundation upon which all of your life sits. You don't have anything going on. I don't have a thing going on that doesn't go back to my character. So if the character's weak, then we're weak. Doesn't matter what gifts or what charisma we have or what uh, ambience we have. Uh, We were talking about this the other day, and I'll just bring it up, about what Dr. Cole said. I've shared this, but it's just so important right here. What Dr. Cole said about gripey, grumpy, grouchy people. And so we all know, we all have experienced someone that when they get old, they get short-tempered and ill-tempered and, and uh, self-centered and me, me, me. Maybe not everybody, but we've all seen it happen. And so Dr. Cole said, what everybody thinks is, is that in their old age, they became this way. But he said, it's not so. He said, in their young days, they had low character. And they could cover it up with charisma. They could be genteel. You've seen, well, we've all done it. When, when we're having a little tiff or tough or something with somebody and somebody comes in, just walks in. I, you've all seen it. Everybody just straightens up. Well, hello. How are you doing? So glad to see you. <laughs> so we can do that. And that's and what people do. So if you don't deal with your character when you're young, you will carry that exact same thing into your old age. And you will not be able to stop it, to cover it, to, to dam it up, as it were. It will be who you will be known for. It is who you already were, but you were able to... Uh, Spin it. Maybe that's a word. Spin it when we're younger. But you know, we talk about that. You and I can see someone roll their eye just a hair's width. We, we know when they have rejected us or when they think we're full of baloney or whatever. When, when we see them just roll their eye. They've told their whole story right there. And that's so simplistic. That's so what would that be? Insignificant. And yet. So we have to change our character now. We have to work on stuff that's not costing us because we're able to compensate for it because someday we will be in the clutch and we will need to be helping people, ourselves and others, and we won't have the character to do it. We will not pull the trigger at that time. So it doesn't matter what your lifestyle is, what your, what your race is, what your gender is, what your education is. Um, What's your background? It doesn't matter. None of that stuff matters. None of it. You can have character at every level and in every season for every work. There's not anything that we could be or do that would say, you know, I'm exempt from having good character. Actually, you know, the more power you have or the more influence you have, probably the more important your character is. So we'll, we'll finish with this. We said Sunday that... Character is differentiated from two streams into our lives. We get everything from two streams. And it's the stream that we embrace that determines what our character is. First of all, we can take a stream of principle. 
what your daddy told you, what your mama told you, what your teacher, what, your, what some preacher said or whatever. You can embrace the principle. And so you embrace that, you put it in, and you know what's right because you embrace the principle of what's right. The principle. Uh, what's a principle we could, we could use for an example? Uh, well, how about that? <laughs> you know, there's principles that'll just guide you. One principle is, is don't be surety for another. Don't be a cosigner. Maybe that's, that's what was a hard lesson for me. And you go, ah, it just depends on what it was like. I'd, I'd have to decide based on the hour and what was that and who was involved. Well, see, the other stream is people. Influence is the other stream. Because that stream comes in and, and you measure them by good and not so good. And then you measure them good and not so good in one person. So you go, well, I won't let him talk to me about uh, uh, farming, but I'll let him talk to me about finances. He's real sharp on that. No, we're going to... We're going to shift our character to the stream of the principle. The principle. So the more principle you have in your life, the more boundaries you have, and the more you'll be able to stand in having done all to stand, to stand there for. And the more you have, well, Daddy always said. How many of y'all heard that? And it was just full of something else. It wasn't right. It wasn't right. But Daddy always said. And... People that go to churches because grandma sat in this pew right here and she's buried in the back, that sort of thing. So it's the principles that define you. What other people influence you might be right if it's based on a principle, but if it's not right, it takes away from us. It, uh, it, uh, it erodes the, the foundation of the, principle, the principles in our life. So we have to go with principle. We have to go with what the Word says. Be not unequally yoked to one another. Well, that depends. You know, it's relative. It, it depends on who it is and the circumstances. See, that's, that's a wrong stream. Can't do it. Be not unequally yoked with someone, uh, an unbeliever. You just can't do it. You've got to get them saved. <laughs> if you love them, you've got to get them saved. Amen. Um, so here, here's, the, here's how we're going. We read it in Ephesians. We read it in Colossians. Here's the principle. That, here, here's where we're going. The boundaries are non-negotiable. When you get to the place where the boundaries are non-negotiable, no one can talk you into something that's against the principle of the Word of God in your heart. Amen. So it causes separation, and we don't like that. We don't like to be separated. We don't like the strife. We don't like the, the, the troubles. Let's see what else I wrote down here. There's always penalties. Either now or later, there's always penalties for poor character. It will bite you. And... What we talked about Sunday was that the reason people, and even Christians, we don't think it bit us because there's this thing about luck or happenstance or coincidence that we believe it's an asteroid that they couldn't track that fell into our lives and, and we got hit, when actually everything, everything, everything is the result, the harvest of a seed sown. 
But because the seed was sown two years ago, it's hard to track that thing and think, that what I did two years ago, I got away with it. No, it's coming. It is coming. And we have to repent of it, get it out of our life. Because if we don't, if we think we gained the system, we are fools. No one gains the system. We'll talk about that Sunday over in Galatians. Uh, Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. Well, if we got that down, you, did you know the whole, whole, whole kingdom, every aspect, every part, there's nothing exempt, works on seed time and harvest. It's the whole principle, the whole kingdom. It's the whole life. So if I can get some seed in the ground, some good seed in the ground, I've got a good future. Whether I get an education, whether my brother-in-law uh, uh, cheats me out of my inheritance, or whatever, whatever they do out there, if I can get good seed in the ground here, I will override that because that has no power over me. My harvest has absolute power over me. That means we got a good life, y'all. That means God's not in control. I can control my future by digging up and refusing to sow compromising seeds and concentrate on sowing good seeds. So right now, just as we quit here, I'm into relationships. I am in pursuit, I am hot after relationships because that is a great big need in people. They need somebody. But I have found, and we'll talk about this another time, that very few people are initiators. They just can't bear to ask, call them up because it's like, well, what if they can't come? We'll be rejected or whatever. My house isn't clean enough. And, and, and so they never do. But if someone calls them and says, hey, can y'all go eat pizza? It's our greatest day. We hadn't had a better day all month long. So if you can change somebody's life by just doing something you're going to do anyway, you have great recompense of reward. So relationships is everything. It's not our job. It's not our kids. Take care of your job. Take care of your kids. But that's not it. It's relationships and it's seed time and harvest. If I sow into someone's life in a relationship, the Lord will raise up somebody over me to give me what I can't get. I'll do what I can for these so that he will do for me what I can't do with these. It's an exponential. Well, I said I'd quit. So I guess I better. It's my first time back, y'all. <laughs> Amen. Well, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for the broadcast. Take these things to heart. Put the Word of God in you. Follow these scriptures. Look them up. And let God speak to you. Because these things are the most important thing in your life right now. God bless you, broadcast. Come back and see us Sunday.